Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Jeremiah 32, 6 through 27. And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle is coming to you, saying, Buy for yourself my field, which is at Anathoth, for you have the right of redemption to buy it. Then Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the guard, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Buy my field, please, that is at Anathoth, which is in the land of Benjamin, for you have the right of possession, and the redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. I bought the field, which was at Anathoth, from Hanamel, my uncle's son, and I weighed out the silver for him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed and called in witnesses and weighed out the silver on the scales. Then I took the deeds of purchase, both the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions and the open copy. And I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Masai, in the sight of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and in the sight of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase before all the Jews who were sitting in the court of the guard. And I commanded Baruch in their presence, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these deeds, this sealed deed of purchase, and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar, that they may last a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. Jeremiah prays, and God explains. After I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, and I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Who shows loving kindness 
to thousands, but repays the iniquity of fathers into the bosom of their children after them. O great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name, great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men, giving to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds, who has set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and even to this day, both in Israel and among mankind, and you have made a name for yourself as at this day. You brought your people, Israel, out of the land of Egypt with signs and with, with wonders and with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terror and gave them this land, which you swore to their forefathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey your voice or walk in your law. They have done nothing of all that you commanded them to do. Therefore, you have made all this calamity come upon them. Behold, the siege ramps have reached the city to take it, and the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans who fight against it because of the sword, the famine, and the pestilence. And what you have spoken has come to pass, and behold, you see it. You have said to me, O Lord God, buy for yourself the field with money and call in witnesses, although the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Luke four, fourteen through 22 Jesus' Public Ministry And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and was his custom. He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and he opened the book and found a place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all were speaking well of him and wondering at, wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And they were saying, Is this not Joseph's son? Torah portion this week is called Behar, which um, means on the mountain. And as we're sitting on the mountain, we're looking out over all the land. As God was looking out, he said, this, this is something that's important. I've given you laws and rules in, in regards to um, how to treat each other and how to, to behave in relationship and, and how to honor him, God. And and so all these laws have been given and things that you should or shouldn't do. Um, but now you're standing on the mountaintop and you're looking out at all the land. He said, and here's some regarding how to help things to rejuvenate, to refresh. And that's not just the land, but it's in creation. In fact, this is where the law is given that says that it's talking about the, the year of the Lord, the, the year of Jubilee, the year of, of reset to where he says, you know, this land over here, you may work this land and this field 
for six years, but in that seventh year, you have to let it rest. You're not supposed, that sabbatical year, you're not supposed to, to work the field so that it can rest. So there's not just a rest uh, for us as humans, as there was in the example of God taking his rest, but there's also a rest for the land itself and for creation. So we need to keep that. So you can see um, they're talking about, you know, God told me to buy up this land. And then what did he do with it? Nothing. The Chaldeans came in, yes. But he himself, he bought up the land and then he let it rest. They didn't do anything with it. Let me take this. Let me put it in this earthenware jar. And let's, let's just know that this is done. That land belongs to, to me now. But don't touch it. Leave it alone. And then with Luke, you see where Jesus is reading. Now, when he's in the synagogue and they come up and hand him the um, scroll for Isaiah, it's not just randomly. They just pick the rant, like, you know, flipping through the Bible and just stopping it really quickly with your finger and saying, oh, look, there's this special scripture. No, the reason why he's reading this is because that was the, the schedule, the Torah portion. They traditionally, they followed that same schedule. And this was the time when he's sitting in the synagogue to where they're supposed to read uh, this scripture. And so in the reading of that scripture, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. So in all of that portion, we're looking at, we look at release of the captives, basically meaning that we're all being held captive to bondage. And there needs to be that release that takes place. There needs to be that rest. We need to be set free and not under this servant slave to sin. And, and there's truth to that. But it's also it's talking about setting that free in, in the that seventh year, in that year of the Lord, to where we are to rest, the sabbatical year, reset everything. All the debts have been paid. They're, they're, they're called even. Everyone who's in servanthood is being released and allowed to be a free person from that point forward. So, yes, this is a release from sin, but it's also even deeper. Or that's pretty deep itself, but it's also talking about that we're no longer slaves. We're being set free as free people. And uh, then in that last line, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then he said, since he's standing there, since he's reading this scripture, and since it's in the time of the reading, which would be at the beginning of the year of the Lord, the sabbatical year, he's saying today, this scripture has been fulfilled. So the way they understood that scripture and the way that we understand that scripture is not completely separate. They're laid right on top of each other. Yes, in the physical, there is rest to creation given in the year of the Lord. In the spiritual, there's rest and 
captives being set free from the bondage of sin in the year of the Lord. Father, thank you that you did this so perfectly. You timed this, lined it up, and and allowed for all of this throughout eternity. You knew that that moment would happen. And that every seven years, they celebrated the year of the Lord and that sabbatical year. And every 50 years, they celebrated another jubilee. And just over and over again, you saw as that was set into place that it would line up perfectly with Jesus reading that scripture in the synagogue and saying, it is fulfilled. That as long as we know and believe that Jesus set us free, we are free indeed. And that's not free to live a life of sin. That's freedom from the bondage of sin, giving us authority and power over sin that we no longer need or we're no longer bent towards sin. So thank you for that, Father. And thank you, Jesus, that you fulfilled that for us so that we can have freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.